Hello, everybody. I'm Gabe. This is John, and welcome to the like and subscribe show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that should be our new name, John. Just the like and subscribe show. Oh That's my god! Really, that way, we'll never forget to say it. Um, uh, John, today's gonna be tough. Today's gonna be it's gonna be a long pod, and we're just gonna talk about one movie. Um, one right, movie. So all this. Closure. Uh, I, I suspect that this um, the show will get more views than our usual shows, and especially more views than our uh, last week's show about James Bond. So, full disclosure, John, both of us are ridiculously big Bond fans. Yeah, really big. We we love James Bond. We we text about Bond all the time. We spend a lot of our brain, a lot of our gray matter is devoted to James Bond. Um, we we discuss Bond. We we have hopes for Bond. You know, we have all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So expectations were high for this movie, but I mean, let's talk about a bit about expectations. So, like, what were you expecting here, John? I'm I'm curious. <sighs> Look, I I actually really like Rami Malek. I really like Daniel Craig as James Bond, and we'll we'll talk about that. Um, but my expectations were really high because one, this is like the Bond to to end all Bonds. Like it is what it's Bond twenty five. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But it, <laughs> it, it's it's Bond twenty five. It's the end of a Bond era. Which, by the way, this is like the first time that they they have been pumping this movie like crazy. Like the last Daniel Craig Bond. Like that's what's said on the like the trailers and everything and so they that annoyed they, me a bit that annoyed yeah, me i mean let's just throw this out there for now because we're gonna fuck up yeah spoiler we probably alert. will scroll i'm gonna try yeah. not to do spoilers i'm gonna try no, we're, we're, for, we're right gonna for throw the hell out of this one I mean, yes, for the we beginning are. we'll try not to spoil yeah, yeah. but you know this is a spoiler review i mean yeah it is a spoiler I, review a spoiler i'm gonna review. try my hardest not to to spoil anything but uh they really hyped it up so like and i saw the trailer and I was like, okay, like I, this is, this seems like a James Bond that I can get behind and we'll get more into that. But, uh, I was, I had very high expectations, which I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, but I did. You know, I was actually the opposite. I feel like at this point, I, I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get to Casino Royale in an hour, but I think in another show that you should definitely tune in to watch, but I, I think that I, um, I, never had like the crazy love for the Daniel Craig take on Bond. It took me a while to get used to it and like it. Like it yeah. and I think it felt too off brand for me at that point. And I think at that point I was big Bond fan, but I, I don't think I'd seen most of the movies like I have now. Yeah. Um and 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 I think as a grown up, <laughs> you know, I got I had a chance to more like go back and forth and finding, you know, like what things um stay the same between James Bond actors and what things change. And I think back then I didn't have them. So that being said, right now, my expectations on the Craig era are just like, this is going to be its own thing. Right. And if I expect a James Bond movie in the way I understand James Bond, then I'll be disappointed. So I expected a, a Daniel Craig, James Bond movie. And in that sense, I don't think you got a Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Though. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, in that sense, I liked it. I, I mean, I, I thought it was I, good. I think, and not to spoil it, if you like anything 
before Daniel Craig. Like if you're a big Bond fan and you love the crazy gadgets and just the over the topness and the funny puns and all of that, this movie really paid fan service to to us like true James Bond fans. Um, well, let's talk about that a bit of, yeah. because I think that a lot of these things that you and I or people that have seen most of the movies and they really like them got, but many people didn't, right? I mean, the first one I can think of is the almost excruciating amount of references to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot of references to that movie that fans, most Bond fans really like. I think, John, you like me. Don't yeah. Like it's I don't not. like it very much. No, I mean it, it's got its own thing. It's I guess a fantastic female lead, probably you know one of the best ever. But other than that, the worst, it's the worst Bond of, ever. It, it, to us, right? Many people yeah. do like him. Um, well, the wealthiest Bond ever. If you, I, I don't know, yeah. If you know that, but George Lazenby is wealthier than any of the other Bonds, which is just awesome. Um, not because of his role in that one movie. Yeah. But I mean, all right, I mean. All right, let's get to the movie. I mean, we can do the references, but let's get to the movie first. Um, I mean, overall thoughts, I think we're both like, eh, on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this, and I said this to you, and I said it in another chat that we're in, and this movie contains some of my favorite Bond moments, and all of my least favorite Bond moments. <laughs> all right, let's go to, let's go to least favorite first. So my my least favorite is of course the ending. It's the worst James Bond ending that's ever been written. Um, I I get there's some symbolism there, uh, but what, I hate what it. Is, I mean, but, I mean the ending is, is spoiler let's, review. Spoilers, let's get to the ending. James Bond dies. I mean, we're right? just doing a mess. We started with a reference. Yeah. So James, look, thoughts. James Bond um, dies, and James I just I, I I hate it. I hate it. What I mean, okay. Why do you hate it? I mean, let's just make this excruciatingly specific. Like, let's just be annoying and specific. Why do you hate it? Because James Bond's not supposed to die. Like, they gave me everything from every other James Bond movie that I, I've loved. Okay, I got gadgets. I got a really cool female um, counterpart to James Bond in the, the scene down in Cuba. I, I got all of my funny dumb puns that i love from like did you though did, no, did, oh yes there were like puns. four Come or five on. there were okay. four or five dumb puns in this movie and that had never happened in a craig era movie it was always like one like somewhat slick line maybe and the only let's one that say, i can let's think say hi to amanda let's just say hi to amanda she didn't like the ending she was upset amanda yeah. i don't think you're nearly as upset as john yeah probably not but <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Well, let's, let's, the let's stay with the ending for a bit. Yeah, the ending I, sucked. You can't, you can't have James Bond die. That just look, like look. I mean, I think, I think to me, because I had this expectation that I was telling you, like this is a Daniel Craig movie. They're just gonna do their own thing. To me, it was more shocking that he had a daughter than that he died. I was because fine the point, with the daughter. It's not about being fine. I, I mean, it's more about like how does it does this feel different from other things? And I think at the point where I saw I had, he had a daughter, I was like, okay, so this is just okay. But thing. let this me just, just let me just thing. say something real quick. The James Bond of the past, pre Daniel Craig, probably had a lot of Ill illegitimate children running around. 
And probably so, a lot of STDs too. Yeah, right? probably. Like, probably. <laughs> he went through the 80s, right? But so, <laughs> you know, like him having an illegitimate daughter, like, yeah. Well, I mean, look, Matt, what I, I, saying, agree. I mean, that's a fair argument. He deserved a happy ending if there was a kid involved. I feel like, I mean, if, in overall thoughts with the movie, without being so specific on my part, is this movie feels like it's a combination of so many different concepts. Like it was like one thing and then another thing and another thing. And it's just like it's, it's a heavily rewritten script. It has like five credited writers. Two of them are a team, but the rest of them are just like people who just intervened on it. Um, you can see that throughout I, the movie. I, I can, you can see Richard. Yeah. I, I can feel that at one point they were like, let's just give him a daughter and have him be happy. Mm-hmm. But then Daniel Craig was like, um, I don't know, I don't know. Like, or somebody came in and I was like, I don't know. And somebody was like, let's just end it with him killing the bad guy. And it was just like, I feel like like 20 people were like throwing things in there. So there was never like a consistent path or where we want James Bond to go. So if you're establishing that he has a daughter, for Bond, that's huge because that means he's settling down. It's the first yeah. time James Bond is going to settle down. Second, because on her well, yes. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, but it's a big old settling, bigger settling down and have a, a child yeah, than, yeah. than getting married, right? But you're right. It's the second settling down. So, so like Manda says, you give him a, a child and, you know, she doesn't, the, the child doesn't really up the stakes that much because she's he lets always her go, with Madeline. Which is the dumbest thing ever, by the way. But, well, she's always with Madeline. So if you're afraid for Madeline's life, uh, you're going to be afraid for the daughter's life as well because they're, they're together most of the movie. Um, so what was the point of giving him a daughter who was just going to die? Um, die. Like, I don't, I, it just feels just a, a lack of clarity clum- where they want to go. It's yeah. clumsy. It's clumsy. It's, it's, it's a clumsy film. Um, it's a clumsy storytelling technique. I don't think it came together very well. It's I, so long. It's it, so well, long. I mean, let's, let's get into the length. Yes. This movie is almost three hours long. It has a lot of action, but it doesn't feel like that much because it's so long. Like yeah. that's, that's a discussion I was having with some guys earlier today. Like uh, one of them was, was Manda. Manda, Manda was um, guys and gals, I should say. Um, Manda was saying it just doesn't have action. It's like it does have a lot of action, but it's yeah. three hours long. Yeah, it makes the scenes feel, It makes the scenes feel so far apart. Um, and that's yeah. because they have so many plot lines going. We saw this. I mean, I know that people are going to hate if I crap on Skyfall a little bit, but Skyfall had anything, man. Crap. Skyfall had so many (laughs) plot lines. Okay. And then they just like the plot lines just fall off halfway through the story. And I don't want to get into it or make anybody mad, but that's just what happens. And in this story, Skyfall is a messy script. It's a really messy script. And this is also a very messy script. Now it this one's give... way messier. Oh yeah, it is. It, but I mean, this... Skyfall doesn't feel rewritten. Sky, Skyfall feels messy, but just um, fault of the screenwriters. For this me, one feels heavily rewritten. For me, I feel like the only reason this this Bond movie is not lower on my overall rankings is because it gave me so much fan service. If it wouldn't have given me this much fan service, and it would have been just like any other Daniel Craig Bond. I probably wouldn't even give it like a mid ranking. I would probably drop it lower. But like, I think that like um, I was telling you last night, but the heist scene, every Bond movie, not every Bond movie, but most Bond movies have a heist scene where the bad guys stealing something. It, you know, or in Bond stealing something or Bond is stealing something, but there's always and, a heist. Uh, scene. 
man that you we talked about this earlier today we you cannot say this you no. cannot say this because you have you have not seen enough bond movies to say these three words so <laughs> let's just put it out there this movie had one of the best bond heist scenes ever and i mean i have some on my rankings i have some heist scenes because like uh, that you'll listen to in an hour but that being said <laughs> this had I think probably the best. I, I don't want to call it the best, but that was one of the coolest heist scenes out of any Bond movie. And it, it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, it was gadget packed with gadgets. The shot where they established like you were in the building and it was upside oh, down. Oh, and it like cut the laser cut that out was, the window and it fell cut. down. That was then, very Bond-like. That was like very like modern spy film. And that then when he good. drops that down was... the little bomb thing that shoots out the magnets that let the guy float down, that is quintessential Bond stuff. Like you would yes. see that in the, the 80s, 90s, Thunderball, probably some, yeah. whatever. Yeah, all yeah, of yeah. them, yeah. yeah. All yeah. Of you them wouldn't have... see that anywhere. But then, I mean, those things are great, but you talked about the like the references and kind of like taking it back to that. What's up with the gun barrel sequence having no blood? Like, what? why? Are they just, like, secret assholes? They were like, fuck you. We don't want you to see your gun barrel sequence. Like, what's up with gun barrel sequences in Daniel Craig movies overall? Like, why can't just they just have them? I don't know. Change of producers changes the intros. That's the only thing I can think. I mean, no, I the producers are the same. The producer is Barbara Broccoli, the daughter of Albert Broccoli. Yeah. Who produced everything up until GoldenEye. So why would they, like, like, why would they do this? Like, I don't... I don't. I mean, I don't get what was wrong. I, I. I mean, I'm not like pissed off that there was no blood. I'm just saying, like, why the hell would you do this? Like, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of why the hell would you do this in the entire movie. Like, yeah, yeah. But others, others are like at least story related or character or something, right? But this one, I just thought, like, are just just assholes? Like, are they just like fuck you guys that want to see a gun barrel sequence we're giving it to you but not right it's like i just thought it was weird i just it's it's i don't know all right well let's i mean let's get something i mean it, it, it's something i wanted to talk about i don't think people are talking about enough and the people that are talking about it don't seem to have the right focus in my opinion it's daniel craig and his performance as james bond in this movie um there was a lot of discussion that his performance in Spectre was very bad because he was just over the role and right. But it was I, I feel like it was mostly related to what he said it during the press tour than his actual performance in the film. So yeah. that being said, here they kind of like dragged him to come back with like probably a suitcase full of cash or, or it was fifty million dollars. Fifty million dollars. Fifty million dollars. So a truck full of cash then. But how'd you feel about his performance? I thought he was his performance was okay. I, was I he was just the same as he's always been. Pretty professional. Yeah, I don't think like. that his. I think his performance was the same performance that he's had all along. I just watched Casino Royale uh, right before this, and like it's the same performance. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It does change that they, like I told you before, and like the character of Bond is. In this movie, he's excessively Daniel Craig Bond in the sense that, not that he's grittier and all those things that people keep saying, but in the sense that he's way more sensitive, right? Yeah. Like this Bond has a lot more feelings and he's like vulnerable, right? He And something you and I were discussing um, yesterday is that he says, I love you numerous times throughout the film to Madeline. Yeah. 
um, which is an oddity because James Bond does not usually do that, right? But again, this is the Craig Bond. And I was telling you yesterday, like, the first time he says, I love you is because she says, I love you in French yeah. to him. She says, she, this is like the very, one of the very first scenes. She says, je t'aime, uh, which is, I love you in French. And he responds kind of like whispering, uh, je t'aime, right? So that felt to me like just this is the way James Bond says, I love you in a foreign language that he doesn't know. And kind of whispering, kind of like, yeah, you know, like kind of like, like just saying it because, you know, I have to, but you know. That really felt really James Bond to me. Well, to like, me, okay, like that's James Bond saying I love you is kind of like the scene with Han Solo in The Empire Strikes Back when Leia is like, I love you. And he's just like, I know. Right. Like, and then he gets frozen and car- like, that's how James Bond would say it. Like a bad Exactly. And he not, not like that would well, be well, well, one Let's go way. one by yeah. one. Let's go. Yeah. That's one badass way. Of course, the ultimate badass. I love you. Which yeah. is not really I love you. It's a response to somebody else saying I love you. But then um but but here, like I thought it was badass enough to say it like in the middle of like almost yeah. almost sex, right? <laughs> and he just saying it like kind of like randomly. But then he says I love you numerous times throughout the film, like any person would say I love you. A bit more dramatic than any person would say. I mean, I guess it's like his redemption arc for throwing her on the train at the beginning. And like, uh, we we need to get into that too, because I was just like an awesome scene that I ended up, I didn't like the last like two seconds of it. So what what is the the opening the scene? the opening scene where well that's not like, the opening scene though well the opening no. scene is a flashback the first yeah. flashback in Bond history I believe. I don't think I've ever seen a flashback in a Bond movie before. Yeah. Unless I'm remembering wrong. No, I don't think so. I mean, I guess the beginning of uh, Golden The beginning Ice, of Casino Royale, there's a flashback. Oh, the beginning because... of Casino Royale, there's a flashback. I mean, but yeah. they're not really flashbacks. They're like the same narrative. Yeah. Here, it's like it goes back in time, like before any movie. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like the plot, that whole plot, <clears throat> the very first plot of like... Uh, Rami Malek's character wanting to take Madeline, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I guess it kind of does. He wants revenge, and, like, that's what it's all built on. But I would have much rather that whole plot line just be gone, and it just be, like, he's some crazy guy that wants to steal the virus to rid the world of people he doesn't like. Like, that would have been a much right. better plot line to me. Right, 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 right. I mean... But it's also what yeah. I was saying though is the the train scene where he throws where James throws Madeline on the train. Like he stops trusting her, and then you know, I I thought that was that was a bit of um like why did he stop trusting her all of a sudden like yeah because it, it was just like it was clearly a setup like the movie yeah. felt like like the, the the movie was framed the conflict was framed. it was clearly a setup like yeah it was way too obvious that it was her and he's James Bond like he should be able to the greatest spy that. of all time he the, keeps coming out of, of time, he yes. keeps coming out of retirement because they can't get a spy as good as him. And yes. he gets like tricked by Blofeld, like, and then, oh, we haven't even got into that. But Blofeld's death—you take the greatest James Bond villain of all time—and he. Wait, wait, wait. Let's wait. Let's wait until we get to the supporting oh, characters. Okay. Um, but because let's get to the major supporting characters first. Um, yeah. First, I mean, I think there was a massive controversy 
into the casting of Lashana Lynch as mm-hmm. the new 007, not the new James Bond or Jane Bond or whatever. Like yeah. she is the new 007 because 007 is a number that after Bond retires for the 40th time since Daniel Craig took on the role. Oh, let's go over the times he has retired just really, really quick. He retired in Casino Royale. He went rogue at the beginning and then they caught, they catch him and they put a tracker on him. And then he goes, and then he retires. And then he retires in the end. Well, he, reti- no, he retires before that, too, remember? Because he retires with Vesper. They're on yeah, the yeah, boat, and he like, yeah, and he sends the thing at the end, and he's like, I'm retired. No, then um, he goes back. Because then he goes he back. Mr. White. Yes, yeah. Okay. So he reti- He goes rogue and retires. So I- I'm keeping track here. I have yeah. one rogue and one retire. And then in Quantum of Solace, he goes rogue for the whole movie yeah but he doesn't retire because he's just rogue for the whole movie and then in skyfall he goes rogue um when he leaves with m so he leaves with m but he's still going rogue but he's already hang on but he's retired because he gets shot in the beginning Oh shit, that's true. That's true. Two. (laughs) Okay. And then and then Inspector, he retires. He doesn't go rogue though. He just goes with a mission inspector, I believe. Yeah. So we have three retirements and three going rogue in four movies. And that's so far. And then we get to No Time to Die. He's retired in the beginning, which will give him we don't count Yeah, we don't count against him. And then he comes guess, back for the CIA. Does that count as back coming back? C- I mean, I guess that's rogue. Is that rogue or retired? I think it's I- rogue. It should be both. Like one rogue. One. About, okay, one of each. <laughs> so we got we got four of each. Oh, it's just and then wait. By the end, he is a my six. Do we count death as retirement? Uh, I don't, no, no, that's no. so he he retires and or, or goes rogue eight times in five movies. That is just such a cheap way to make conflict, and that is why this idea. And I really want to get into this this idea that James Bond, like there was this arc planned out, a five movie arc with Daniel Craig, is just ridiculous. Like, that is yeah. not true. It's that not. did not happen. Like, they know. So the only arc, the, the only I, ones that were tied were Casino Royale and Quantum Solace, and Those and like then Spectre, and but Spectre retconned it because Spectre kind of like made like, oh, Quantum was Spectre all along. Well, no. Like, so no, Spectre and No Time to Die were supposed to be, um, like signed on for at the same time. He was supposed to sign on for the last two. And he said no. So and Spectre then he said wasn't no. Made, wasn't yeah. made with the expectation. But that originally they it. wanted to have Spectre and No Time to Die be like kind of like uh, the first two. Like Quentin Masolas and, yeah. and Casino Royale. But it's still, I mean, it wasn't a whole, like, it wasn't a five movie arc like they're trying to make it look no. now. He retired three times. I think he wanted to leave upstairs Skyfall. Then he wanted to leave upstairs Spectre. And now he's. He gone. said it's, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, you can tell by the end of it. James Bond is a, uh, you know, especially if you're going to try to do most of your own stunts, it wrecks your body. Like yeah. he's said it multiple times. He's like, I am too old. And it's kind of funny because you can see this too with Roger Moore. Like these guys get too old, 
but the franchise just wants to pump them for one last round or <laughs> but, two last But I feel like Roger movies. Moore didn't do a single one of his own stunts. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, what stunts? Just like, like hey, we'll get to it when we it. get to, to the next round when we talk about Man with the Golden Gun. But like seriously, yes, like nothing. no stunts were done no by him ever, ever. Like, nothing. Not even like the driving. I feel like he drives that's, in front of a screen. You know, that's, but, that's okay. how they well, did it. That was a big um, tangent, um, yeah. Uh, tangent, but let's get back to the the supporting characters. The first one we we're talking about is uh, Lashana Lynch. Big controversy. Some people were upset that she was a woman being the next James Bond, and it was just like this whole thing in the on the internet. And then she shows up in the movie. I found her to be just completely average character. Like she was. Yeah, okay. so like let's talk fine. about yeah, she, <laughs> she was, was like she was good, not memorable. She was, she was she was good in her role and and she played the part well and everything like the that. The actress but, was great. The actress was great. This is not against the actress, no. it's about against the writing. This is a yeah, the writing was crap for her. Like <laughs> yeah, it was nothing. It was just like she got like barely any screen time and like and all he, she did was complain that about her operating. Yeah, number. it was just yeah, it was just not who like in the the like scenes that she did have she was great but like there were not many of them at all i mean i wouldn't say even say great she was i mean she was good in the role but i wouldn't say i, I okay if it weren't for this big controversy she would be just as unmemorable as i don't know um well, the, whatever interchangeable sidekick in, she never show. helped him really though like that was my problem no, like she, was, like she was she was written yeah yeah she was well, written she into the, in the end yeah she helps him in the end yeah I mean but so, every but, but like I mean he he th saves the day I mean yeah I mean th thinking controversies like this controversy is just proof of our right now like the way our world works like they make such a big deal out of nothing in my view it was just like an actress doing a part and you know great for her i hope she has a really she's a good actress she's got a very promising career but this is not her best her best role she was way better in captain marvel which is a movie i don't like very much mm -hmm. but um and then um what about uh the villains and let's talk about specifically about three number one it's rami malik as lucifer safin Number two is Chris, Christopher Waltz, uh, Christoph Waltz as uh, Blofeld. And number three is the guy who plays a henchman who has like a funny eye. Um, which one do you want to do first? Well, let's do the shortest first. So Blofeld, because this was just such a waste of... Such a waste. An such Academy a waste. award-winning actor playing Blofeld. He's in it for like a minute and they kill him like some idiot. Yeah. And he's also, you know just Bond's biggest villain, the head of Spectre, the guy. All right. This guy, this is going to, I got to go on a tirade. This guy from a super secure prison still figures out how to run Spectre from a computer in his eyeball. And he gets outsmarted by Rami Malek's character somehow. And also, why in are what they world, keeping, why would they allow him, him to touch him? Like right, well, yeah, why wouldn't thing. it be a why Hannibal Lecter like glass cage? You know what I mean? Like yes, exactly, exactly. Why are they keeping him like he's um, like Magneto or something? I don't know. But they have this super secure prison system. Like looks very Bondian, and I yeah. like it. But why? I actually loved that, that scene where he's like coming out and, and that the is music the most was James. Yeah, 
yeah the music was good and then he but but it's just like he comes out and he's not even behind a glass just so he can touch him Oh, that was so stupid. That was so stupid. We're crapping on this movie too much, John. I don't think we hated it that much. We no, I didn't. I parts. don't hate it that. Yeah, we don't. We I don't, don't hate, hate it, it but yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, but in true Bond fashion, though, like I feel like Blofeld has always been wasted. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like he's the biggest setup with setup with no no payoff. To me, the best Blofeld was Christoph Waltz Inspector because yeah. all the other Blofers were kind of stupid. Yeah, that's true. The best Blofelds were the ones from the early movies where you didn't see his face. You only heard his voice. Yeah, and the cat. And the cat. Yeah, like in From Russia with Love and yeah. uh, Thunderball, which we watched. We'll talk about. Uh, but like, Blofeld looks great in Th- Thunderball. Mm-hmm. Like, he's you don't see his face. You just hear his voice. Whoever they got to do the voice was, like, great. Um, so, you know, consistent but also frustrating because they never had somebody with a talent of – I mean, I guess they had Donald Pleasons. They had they had Donald Pleasence who's like a big actor of the time yeah. to play the first Blofeld. I just, yeah, they wasted such a good character. They wasted they wasted it and, to put attention on a character that just I mean and, and let's Robbie, get to him. Yeah, Rami, Rami Malik. Malik. Yeah. So in my perfect script rewrite of this, Rami Malik's you would rewrite the whole movie. Uh, you would yeah, rewrite the whole movie. <laughs> it would be pretty easy too because Rami Malik's <laughs> character would just work for Spectre. Because that's the most obvious thing to do. And then have Blofeld pulling the strings the entire time like he should be doing from the prison cell. And like the big bad at the end shouldn't be Rami Malek. It should be Blofeld. Like that should have been it. Well, what if I told you you could make the big bad uh, some missiles um, that that are unescapable because you have been infected with a virus that doesn't allow you to, to hug your daughter? I mean... It's so dumb. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh, you know what? I just thought I just I just helped them with their um, plot hole. Um, you know that how Rami Malek lets the daughter go. Yeah. In the end, we thought it was really stupid. What if he only let her go, just so Bond can be tortured by not being able to touch her again if Bond survives? I mean, yeah, that's possible. That's it. I mean, that I just rewrote their movie. Yeah. You're welcome, screenwriters. He should have so, said it though. He there are said it. yeah, there are so many ways that this movie could have been better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, again, it's not. It's, I we didn't hate it. We didn't dislike it that much. I feel like it's just mid tier, except for the weird stuff. But okay, yeah. let's get to Rami Malek specifically. I think his performance was very, very poor, and I think the writing for the character was even worse. Oh, I think that. I think he did what he he could for the character, but I, I also think, think so. I think that, I that think he was doing lagged with rewrites. It's, it's so he, obvious. He like monologues like twenty times, and then well, that's I mean, but that why he shouldn't be monologuing because because he's a Bond villain. Like you got a monologue. That's you monologue once, and then Bond kills you. Like that's how it works. That's we true. have, and also we he have monologues something formula. good. Yeah, but he monologues. He monologues to. Um, uh, Madeline twice, yes. then he monologues to Bond twice, yes. and it's like enough, man. Just like get they on with it. That made no sense. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't think his performance was horrible. I just thought that what they did to him was horrible. Like, I think his performance was his, not good. His look, I think he was doing like way too like 
sneaky and it's like no you're rami malik just do something good yeah. like he was great as freddie mercury i know that's yeah. controversial for some reason but he was great as freddie mercury like I, he's been great in many things i i mean i don't know i think that the screenwriting for him was god awful because he looks like a bond villain like i i, I mean, like of course because the they gave him an that. awesome mask yeah that he wears in the beginning and then never wears again and it's yeah like, why do you give him an awesome mask so he can wear in a flashback? It's like, oh, God. And then his face is all burnt, I guess, because he survived the killing of his yeah. family. Yeah, he wasn't good. But, I mean, what about the henchman real quick? Like, he was a bad henchman. I like the eye thing. I like the how eye Bond thing was killed cool. him. Yeah. The Bond, how Bond killed him was good. Although but I'm why didn't Bond how... kill him the fucking first time? He smashed he his head against a end. rock. Like... Bond would never have left. could have killed him too. Madeline yeah, Bond would never have left. I mean, I love the way he dies. It's the most James Bond thing that Daniel Craig has ever done. Is he takes <laughs> a watch from Q and blows the guy's uh, eyeball apart? Like Did that you is wonder why the, the watch, most James like, Bond death ever. Yeah, that, that is the very James Bond. But didn't you wonder why the the watch destroys electronic stuff? Everything but James Bond's earpiece. Like, oh, shouldn't yeah. that be like huge? <laughs> like, shouldn't Q that stop that working? Way. Look, look, look. <laughs> if if you're going to have James Bond gadgets, you have to suspend belief because, like, they're just always going to be beyond well, belief. I mean, that's the big complaint for me with the Daniel Craig movies, right? Because, for one part, they're like, we're super serious and gritty. And, yeah. this is, you know, and from the other part, they're like, like, yeah, we can be stupid because we're James Bond. Yeah. Like, for example, we're going to explain to you how we got the Austin Martin DB5 in a poker game in the beginning of the movie. But then we're not going to explain to you why it has 1960s gadgets on it. Because you don't need to know. When it's like, okay, I mean, but just pick one, right? Am I stupid or am I not stupid? You know, and it, it just feels like, I don't know. Um, all right. let's. Th this one kind of bothered me in many ways. Um, Felix Leiter. So for those people that are not as familiar with Felix Leiter, he the character did not originate with Jeffrey Wright. Felix Leiter is Bond's friend throughout the books and throughout the the the, the from Doctor No. Yeah, if you Doctor No, the first the appearance of Felix Leiter is the first appearance of James Bond. Um, he was played by probably seven different actors, ten different actors. I don't yeah, know, a, lot. a whole bunch of actors. The only two actors played him twice. One was the guy who played him in License to Kill, who we talked about last week. And the other guy is Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright is, to me, by far the best actor who I've played. Yes, 100%. By far. He was great. I mean, he's Jeffrey Wright. He's great in everything. Yeah. Here, he comes into the movie as a plot device, which is what Felix Leiter is. He's a plot device. He's not really like, you know. He's not a main character, yeah. He's not a main character, but he's murdered. Um. With a very like dramatic death scene. Thoughts. Uh, after they go to a strip club together. So. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and get all fucked right. up with, with Heineken beers. Right. Yeah. Like that happens. That all happens. Like you have Bond in a strip club with Felix Slider getting fucked up. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I'm trying to like compose my words here. First off. <laughs> They have used Felix before as, you know, a friend of Bond or one of Bond's only best friends. We saw that one you know, time. The rest time. are just like, at best, that colleague yeah. you talk to when you're getting water. Yes. Yeah. So no, well, they were a bit closer. They were like, they oh, were a bit closer. Felix, but yes. I mean, they have, there is some precedent there. Okay. 
But I think when they said this is the last Craig Bond movie, they just wanted to wipe the earth of all <laughs> of all Daniel Craig assets. Yes. And they already Jeffrey killed Wright, him. They already yeah, they already killed him. And, and then they brought in uh, Ralph Fiennes as, as the new M, and we'll we'll get to him, I guess. Um, but yeah, they they literally just killed anybody that I mean, you have Q and Money Penny left, and and Ralph Fiennes. Everybody else is pretty much dead. Blofeld, like, Blofeld is dead. Blofeld's dead. Um, Felix Felix <laughs> dies. Uh, yeah, I mean, then... it didn't bother me that much that Felix died. It, it felt like Felix should have died in License to Kill to me, and yeah. they didn't have the the balls to kill him because they like they have a shark eat one of his legs, which is pretty violent. But he survives and he's alive in the end, and they should have just killed him. Like I don't know why he survived when his wife was just killed. I think they were just like, yeah, Felix might come back. We shouldn't kill him now, right? I think that's that was probably the thinking. Here they kill him, and I was like. Again, just I'm not holding this to the standard of the Bond films because it's just, to me the Craig films are their own thing, right? I was just like, yeah, this is what it is, and the Craig films they kill Felix Leiter, but then Bond refers to him as like I had a brother, his name was Felix Leiter, and he says that when he kills somebody, I can't remember who it is. It's the guy that it's the guy that it, the, he drops the car on. Oh right? yeah, the 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 yeah. the, the, the uh, other CIA uh, uh, double agent guy. Yeah, and it's like, was he your brother Bond? Because you kind of hung out for a couple of scenes in Casino Royale. You had one scene together in Quantum of Solace, and then he came back now, and now he's your brother. Like, nah. I mean, I I can get past it. That that's not a hold up for me. But like, I just I was kind of disappointed that they just killed everybody. Like that was my <laughs> big disappointment. <laughs> Is that they this just is, killed everybody? Yeah, it's a fire sale. Um, all right, but let's talk about yeah, Money Penny M and Q. My biggest complaint, I think, was with Money Penny because they have Naomi Harris, who is yeah. a great actress. Great yep. actress. If you haven't seen her in Moonlight, like just go see her in Moonlight. She's fantastic. She's also in 28 Days Later, I want to say. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Yeah, she's great, she's a great actress. She's barely in this movie, and they had done a good job in Spectre. Whatever you think about Spectre, it doesn't matter. They had done a good job at making Money Penny like a relevant part of the plot. Yeah. Really important. Yes. Um, here she's barely in it. Yeah, they just kind of use her to progress the plot forward, and really she's just like a James Bond cheerleader. She's the one that's like, Yeah, Bond's back. He's the only one that can help us. And it's like and then she oh. takes him to Q, which and Bond could have done on his own. Yeah. Bond could have done it on his own. Exactly. And then Q. I like what they've done with Q in these movies where he's like in the action, which is something yeah. you and I appreciated a lot from, from License to Kill, which was the first one to do this mm -hmm. um, back in the 80s. I like that Q is like, you know, like, you know, yeah. kind of like talking to him, the earpiece and kind of like sending the missiles and like helping him out and whatever. Like, I, lo I love that, that they do that with Q. That being said, I was never too attached with this version of Q with Ben Wishaw. So he wasn't in this one that much. And I wasn't that sorry about it. I mean, I liked that they kind of made him a little bit of both, right? Like he was helping out, but he's, he was giving cool gadgets and, like, that's what he always did, right? Like, just give cool gadgets. So I like that they gave him the help out role, but 
I mean, yeah, he, he, I mean, he kept helping a little bit, but not like he did in other movies. Not like he didn't like Sky. He kept in. He kept in the in the third act. He kept a lot yeah. in the third act. I think. I think it was the one that was featured the most. And then we have Ray Fiennes as M, who looks very old in this movie. Very old. I mean, they, looks, I think they I kind don't know of if that was it, intentional. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. He, yeah, because so, we we can't like have Ray Fiennes look old now. Like he's yeah. He's no, the first I think Avenger. They, you could say he's the first Avenger. I okay. think that they uh <laughs> get it, the Avengers. Oh, I know. <laughs> I uh I think they made him look old on purpose, and they even like made a an allusion to that of when he's sitting behind the desk and Bond's like either that desk got bigger or you got smaller. Like they're they're alluding to that. They're alluding to the fact that he drinks a lot, that the the job has become so stressful for him. Um I mean, but Bond, I, you have it here, but Bond has no respect for him at all. And no I don't respect. Think... This is something that I noticed when I was watching uh, The Man with a Golden Gun last night. He does not respect M at all. Like, yeah. he yells at him. He calls him Mallory. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, his name is not Mallory. It's M. Like, yeah. well, I guess his name is Mallory, but he's the code name M. So you fucking called him M right now. Right. And that's the thing. That's also a recurring thing with, the, uh, with, uh, uh, Craig's bond, like his insubordination to authority, is just yeah, a common trend. You know, we said he goes rogue four times. So yeah, he goes rogue four does. times. He yells at Judy Dench. He yells at this guy. Yeah, he would yell at the prime minister if he could. He would yell at the queen. Like he's just like he yells at people. I don't. I what is that saying about our culture, John? Like what is that saying that Bond doesn't respect authority right now? I don't know. I I mean I I don't know that. It says anything. I just think that they were trying to do like the devil may care attitude to the 10th degree and they needed to push it because we have all of these other movies with these characters that are, you know, it, it's a common trope in action movies. Like the man who, you know, modern action. Movies. Yeah. Modern action movies. I so what? that's what I'm asking. What's wrong with our culture? Uh, have we no respect for our elders? <laughs> all right. Um, Let's. I mean, the last supporting character I want to get to is uh, Paloma, played by uh, Ana de Armas. Um, probably one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, but I would say frustratingly one of my brief parts. appearance. That was Fr okay. Frustrating. Yeah, that was my number one complaint. I told you this. First off, for those who don't realize, Paloma is also a drink. So Gabe and I were talking about this, and they meet in a bar, and they just keep having drinks as they're having this awesome action scene. So, like, even down to her name, she, like, harkens back to old school Bond. And I love that. And I love the the scenes with her. But she's in the movie for, like, five minutes. And she's arguably one of the best characters, in my opinion, in this movie. So, uh, it's she's very She's the best character in the movie, period. Yeah. I mean, it, it, she reminds me a lot of, like, sillier 1970s Roger Moore era dumb... Um, love interest yeah but that, she that kicks interchangeable ass. yeah that's fine i mean many yeah. do but she's like an interchangeable roger moore era um half halfway through love interest you know what i'm saying like yeah like she she wouldn't be the main love interest but it's somebody like bond you yeah know, and then halfway through she with. ends up helping bond and then she ends up being the primary bond girl by the end of the movie for instance or 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 yes or that i mean yeah. she's very similar to Mary Goodnight from The Man with a Golden Gun. Only yeah. she's played way more charismatically by Anna de Armas, and she yeah. kicks a lot more ass than 
Mary Goodnight, who's we'll talk about her in a few minutes, but she's like the dumbass of the movie. Yeah. Um. So wait, wasted. I don't know if she was wasted, but I do think that she like. I'm a little upset that they they put her on every single poster and every single thing for the movie, and like even in the trailers, they make it look like she's more involved, and then you get to the movie, and it's like here's your five minutes of her. Yeah, it's it's weird. So I mean, in that sense, I think. And by the way, the movie's almost three hours, so her five minutes is like even more like minuscule. Like let's make that that very clear. Yes, that, that happened to me a lot in this movie. Like when I was in the third act, and you're just like exhausted by then. You're like, "Fuck!" Like this has been going on for so long. Some cool stuff happens in the third act, but by that point, you're just like, "What is happening?" And I found myself thinking, like, "Did this happen? Like, did Blofeld die in this movie? Did Felix Slider die in this movie? Was Anna the Armas in this movie? You know, it's just like, like, did that happen? Because it was so long ago. I don't know. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. it, it, it just feels very long. Um. So, I mean, you and I talked about last week how, like, the best Bond movies have the best supporting casts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it makes GoldenEye, which we'll talk about soon, too, like, one of the best films in the series. Yeah. Because the supporting cast is outstanding. This one has one of the worst supporting casts of any Bond movie ever. Because yeah. of what we just said, if you weren't paying attention. Yeah, the movie's too long. And even if they give great performances that they're in it for five minutes of a three hour movie. So it's like 1% of the time that you're in there. Or they're, or, or they're just like background characters that we thought would be more prominent, like uh 007. I think her name's Nomi. Yeah. Um, and then the villains are weak. So, I mean, those things really like affect the movie, but something that really, really bothered me so much about this movie was the cinematography. It was, it was horrible, dark. horribly dark. And then, like, the brights were really bright when they were, like, it just didn't work at all. They were trying to do what they did with um, with 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 Spectre, I think, but, but it just didn't work here. I don't know if it's the same cinematographer or not. I don't know if they got somebody else. But especially, I was telling you yesterday, John, what bothered me the most was the first, one of the first few scenes are set in um, Jamaica. Jamaica is, of course, for those that don't know, is really important for the James Bond universe and lore. Not only because Ian Fleming um, wrote most of the uh, novels in Jamaica, that's where he lived, in a house called Goldeneye. Um, but also many films, many, many of his stories were set in Jamaica, including, most importantly, Dr. No, the very yeah. first Bond movie. And... The way Jamaica, I mean, I haven't been to Jamaica. I'm sure it's beautiful. All I have to go on is what I've seen in movies, right? And and pictures and whatever. But Jamaica in, in Dr. No looks stunning. Like it's just brightly lit, lots of beautiful colors. People are wearing bright colors. You have parties, you have, you know? Yeah. Here, Jamaica looks horrible. Yeah. Horrible. It's, it's very dark. Like it looks dark and like, I think... I compared it last night to like the sepia tones that we see in certain directors. He who he who must yeah. not be named. Uh, should it's we just, give a clue what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Oh, anybody who oh. watches us knows. But yeah. So <laughs> nobody watches. I mean, that's it's true. that guy who uh, it's just Zack Snyder. I don't yeah. know. How to, like we need to yeah. come up with a better way to like not say his name. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just looks over. He got his cinematographer to shot this movie. Yeah, basically, it looks like it. 
Like London, I get that London's not like Jamaica, right? It's not this bright and beautiful place, but it looks so dreary in every single scene that they're shooting in. Maybe that's what they're going for, right? But, I mean, it doesn't need to look like that. It It doesn't need to look like that. Cuba looks also ugly and, like, dark. And you compare it to, say, like, for example, Die Another Day, which is nothing to brag about. That is not a good movie. But a, a part of it is also set in Cuba. Right, remember mm-hmm. that's where they have the facility of the. Um, I mean, um, Golden Eye. The ending is supposed to be Cuba. Oh, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is just the just the um, uh, jungle, right? Yeah, pretty, it's pretty Rico, difficult level but, and pretty difficult yeah. level in the in the in, game in the in the game. Um, yeah. So, so several Bond films have been set in Cuba. Why does it look so ugly in this one? Like, what, they didn't shoot in Cuba, I assume. It yeah. looked like it was just like a set. But like, why make everything look so ugly? Like, what is the point to make everything so dour? I guess the snow looked okay. Like, the first scene looked pretty good. The cinematography in the first scene looked like kind of like Christopher Nolan-y, I think. Yeah, but it also, like, you could tell it had, like, almost a dream layer effect to it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it seemed like it was a dream. I don't know. I didn't yeah, like the cinematography, yeah. but like out I of mean, all the complaints for this movie, that's kind of low on my ranking of like biggest really? complaints. Yeah. With me, it was one of the biggest. It was one of the things that kind of like, um, kind of like really bothered me because it just, it, I don't, I mean, it, it plays to the tone of the movie, which I guess the final point we can get to is the director is uh, um, Kerry Fukunaga, who um, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his uh, name wrong. Uh, he directed several episodes of the first season of True Detective. Um, he's great. I mean, he's very yeah. talented, at least in that. And well, he, if you watch did... True Detective, you can tell. Like the yeah, movies, yeah. it looks very much like True Detective, like the colors and everything. So, so I mean, not exactly because the colors in True Detective, for one, they match the atmosphere of that show, which was like really, dark really and dreary dark and, and depressing. Yeah. yeah. But two looked better. I, I thought it looked. This one just didn't look good to me. Um, was he the right director? Like, did we did they want a true detective tone in this movie? Is that like, I don't know, I don't know if that's what they wanted. That I mean, he gave us a lot of things that we wanted, like a Bond layer, which was one of the coolest Bond layers ever. Was it? I mean, I don't know if it was the coolest. I mean, it looked good. It It looked like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It looked really cool. I liked it a lot. I thought it was it was very much like an old school like Bond villains layer with like henchmen all around and people working and gardens you know what for no reason good? and yeah yeah gardens for no reason. <laughs> you know what looked good that hallway where they would grow the virus things. Oh yeah, like that was the neon lights that looked yeah. good. that that looked very good. Um. I don't know if he was the right choice for this movie. He's a great director, but if they told him, you know what you did with True Detective, do that with, with James Bond. I don't know if that if was that the was right call. Choice. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Um, the first American to ever direct a Bond movie, if you can mm-hmm. believe that. Um, so, I mean, look, let's just like close this out. We, we we talked a lot about the negatives, but John, to close it, like, just tell me what your favorite things are. Um, first off. I said the heist in this movie is one of the best heist scenes in any James Bond movie, period. The gadgets in it are back to like Pierce Brosnan level gadgets. And I loved that. 
Um, the scene where the glider parachutes down, turns into a glider, and then turns into a submarine. Super awesome. Like, I, I loved it. I, honest to God, loved it. Because it reminded me of, we just talked about in uh, The World Is Not Enough, like, the scene with the boat and all of that. Like, it reminded yeah. me of... It was old school Bond. It yeah. was old school Bond. It was all the things that I loved about James Bond. Um, so, if you love old school James Bond and, and you want nods to all of these things that I just mentioned, go watch it. I think it's... I think it, no matter what, it's worth a watch. Like, form your own opinion on it. Um the, it, the opinions online are very inconsistent. I don't. I don't think this movie will have like because Casino Royale is usually remembered as a good one. Mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace is, is usually remembered as a bad one. Some people like. I, I like Quantum of Solace, but you know, like there's there's a bit of a consistent um, understanding of where people yeah. think about the Daniel Craig movies. I think this one will not have that. I think this one will be right in the middle, right there. I think that people, people that like... Liked, so what's going to be, I think, funny is people that liked other Daniel Craig Bonds might not like this because it does have so many old-school Bond elements to it. But at the same time, character-wise, it's so aggressively Daniel yeah, it Craig is. Bond. Yeah, it is. Right? So it's right in the middle. Like, that's why, you know, if people like the Craig movies because they're, like, more character-focused and Bond is more flawed and, you know, he makes mistakes and the stuff that didn't used to happen um, that much, especially in the Moore era, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, where um, he's perfect. Right. Um, so if you, want, if you want that in James Bond, like, people believe that he's more relatable that way or whatever you want to say um this movie has it right mm-hmm. he, he he does all that he does he, like there's a point where i was kind of bothered because he was wearing jeans and i was like why is bond wearing jeans like no right he doesn't really wear a suit that much in this movie he wears all sorts of clothes i mean but daniel craig has all the class and style so he pulls it off and yeah still looks like james bond but um i i, I think i i really like the action sequences However, you know, far between, like I think oh, the, the opening the sequence car scene is oh, in the beginning, it's the best action sequence with the Austin Martin DB5. Ever. Yeah, like by far. Like it wasn't Inspector, sorry, in Skyfall for a bit, and they had it in. It was um, cool in Skyfall, but this gave you like he flips the buttons and the mines come out, and he flips the other button and the smokes come out, and then you know that he's gonna drop the button where the headlights drop and it turns into, like, basically Gatling guns, guns, right? Yeah. yeah. It gave us everything that a Sean Connery Bond car would do, which is what I love. But with, like, really, like... Modern flair and amazing, yeah. Increased budget action. Yeah. Uh, I think that was great. I thought that scene in the fog was very good. Um, you like the heist scene. Um, and then there's a really great one shot shootout in the right by the end, right? The the, the camera follows Bond up the stairs. I yeah, think that is really good. That's kind of similar to what um the director did in a scene in True Detective, mm-hmm. uh, also one shot scene following Matthew McConaughey. Um, so there's a lot to like in this one. I don't I think to me, what I wanted from this, because I asked you at the beginning what you wanted. So like to close it, I will say what I wanted. I wanted it to be okay. I, I didn't want it to be like, 
controversial in my mind like this was the worst bond movie ever or this was like the to me the best bond movie ever and having to discuss that with twenty thousand people so to me it was just like i just wanted to be okay i just wanted you know fine bond died it's new stuff to me it was just like yeah sure this is what bond is now john this is what bond is like they're not gonna they're gonna well then i guess i'm just gonna be stuck watching the 20 other bond movies that i have that is that is perfect like because i do not believe like for example i was thinking should i rewatch it like i don't want to rewatch it john do you want like do you want to watch it again right i don't feel like rewatching this movie so somebody asked me today if i would go see it again and i said i would go see it again under like certain circumstances they're like what are the circumstances i was like i'll go see it again if i can watch it at home and oh, I can, I and I can gonna say drugs. No, and I could, <laughs> and I could walk away, like at the beginning of the third act. Like if I could leave this movie, like at the beginning oh. of the third act, I'd be fine. Because or leave when it gets boring, right? Any points where it just like drags. I mean, or when they they leave on the boat, like his daughter, wife, and daughter leave on the boat. In my mind, he'll just get on the boat with them. The missiles will hit, and everything ends up being happy. Like. Those are my. That's the only. I think. You know what? You know, it was interesting that um, it bo- really bothered you that he died. It bothered me more than he had a daughter. No, it didn't, didn't bother me. Bother me, but it bothered me more because there's a point in the movie where, like, Madeline tells tells him, "Is it Madeline or Madeline? I think it's probably it's, Madeline. It's Maid Madeline or something like that. Whatever. Girlfriend um, tells him." Baby mama. Uh, she's now. not yours. She's not yours. Yeah. I swear to you, I, I said out loud. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God. Like, uh, I don't want Bond to have a daughter. I don't want him to settle down. I don't I don't care if Bond has a daughter. I just want to yeah. like if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah. send Bond off though, give him a happy ending. Give him the happy yes, ending. Give him the happy ending again. I mean that was my first impression I was like oh thank god but then after a minute they got the world's cutest little girl to play his daughter like yeah. she doesn't do much ex- except be well cute. they even the tricked direction. you with him picking up like her little stuffed toy and like ugh. a good james bond and this is how i'm gonna end it a good james bond he would have grabbed that little toy jumped in the submarine zipped off right as the missiles were striking they would all think he was dead the audience would know he's alive and then she jumps in the submarine and they sail off into the sunset. That would have been yes. a good James Bond. Yes. And just to say a big plot point is there was no urgency to destroy the base right then. They could have just told the Americans, the Japanese and the Russians, hey, there's an island with a de- deadly virus. Let's raid it with SEAL Team 6 yeah. and then destroy the virus. There was no well, urgency there were three, to right Well, there were three boats that were supposed to be coming there. Why didn't they just bow up the boats? I don't know. Like, there are so many, like, plot holes plot, in this thing. Plot holes. Yeah. John, we have another show in one minute. Um, thank you so much for watching. Um, stay to stay right here. Like, just change the video. We're going to talk about some uh, superior Bond movies. Not all of them, but some other Bond movies that you might have not seen. Uh, this is Inspection. Like and subscribe. Bye. Bye.